Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fire Artist Podcast where I teach you how to fit your money into your life goals and not the other way around. It's going to be a little bit longer of a podcast because um, because we're going to talk about order of operations. Uh, and again, if, if you don't want to listen to this because it's too long, go research Dave Ramsey's seven baby steps and do that. Just just do that. You, you'll be fine. Um, mine is a, it's a little bit more nuanced from his. Um, I just have a different perspective on a couple of the steps. I'm, I'm even just breaking down the steps into different mini steps uh, that makes it a little bit easier to understand. Uh, but anyway, we're going to talk about order of operations. And if you don't know what order of operations is, just it just means what do I do right now? There's like 10 goals you can have right now. You could be wanting to save for a wedding. At the same time, you are trying to build your emergency fund, pay down debt. Uh, say for a, a house, invest. What what the heck? How do I do that? Uh, the dumb thing would be to try to do everything at once. Let me just tell you that. Uh, there's this thing that Dave Ramsey keeps saying, and um, he has a lot of, I think this is a really good way of understanding human psychology, but it, it, it really is true. If you focus on something, you will win at it. That's, that's just true. And so I think these steps, if you focus on those steps, uh, one by one, you will win. Uh, and I think it's better to see the progress that's being made. You want to see progress. That is just the way we're wired. If, if we want to develop a good habit, we have to see some sort of reward on the other side. And so making progress is actually huge. It's huge for when you're trying to build good money habits. So here it is. I'm just going to go through them real quick and, uh, and then I'll kind of stop at each one. So the first is get a $1,000 emergency fund. Number two would be to pay high interest debt. Number three is to get your employer match. Number four is to pay down your debts, all of them, except for your mortgage. Number five would be to get a fully funded emergency fund of three to six months. Number six would be to invest 15 to 25% of your take-home pay. And then number seven would be to save for whatever matters to you. It's, it's pretty simple, um, and I'm going to go through them really quickly. If you know Dave Ramsey's seven baby steps, you kind of recognize this order a little bit, except I have divided a couple of them. So the first thing is get a $1,000 emergency fund. This is pretty straightforward. Uh, why only $1,000? $1,000 is not enough to cover every emergency, but it's just a little something that will stop th- those little emergencies from getting you back into debt. In my example... I think I've talked about this in the past where I got into a car wreck in November and, uh, and it took a thousand dollars. That was my deductible for, uh, for the insurance. And so I had to pay a thousand dollars and that was just enough to get me past that little situation. More recently, someone hit my car while I was literally parked, um, I didn't even see who hit it because the car was just parked. I was inside the home. I come out. The next thing I know is I see the side mirror uh, hanging <laughs> and uh, some idiot did that and I have to pay $1,000. $1,000 is usually, it's, it's just good enough money. Plus, there's just something about saving $1,000. If you've never had any money, having $1,000 in your bank, in your savings account, that just, it, it shows you that things are possible. Some people have never had $1,000 saved. I believe around 40 or it's either 40 or 60% of Americans who don't, who can't pay down a $400 emergency cash. And you might be at that spot 
well, I want to get you to a point where you can pay for an emergency up to a thousand dollars. So yeah, just get those thousand dollars. And like the baby steps of Dave Ramsey, if you ever lose traction, right? So let's say uh, you saved the thousand dollars and a month later you got into a wreck and you have a $500 deductible. So you have to pay $500. Uh, you're going to stop everything else and go back and fill that emergency fund to $1,000. Always have $1,000 in the bank. No matter what, have $1,000 saved for emergencies. That's pretty self-explanatory. Number two, pay high interest debt. Okay, this is for credit cards. This is, this is it. This is the stuff that uh, will kill you. Uh, will just completely murder you. Um, you are paying so much money to these banks that I believe that you can do something called the debt snowball, but only apply it to anything that is over 5%. If you can have paid down all your debts above 5%, that, that, that could include some car loans. And the way you're going to do it is actually going to be counterintuitive. So what is a debt snowball? Pretty simple. You're going to list your debts from smallest in terms of balance, not smallest rate, but smallest balance to highest balance, and you're gonna work your way through them. So let's just say I have three debts. I have a three hundred dollar uh, credit card that I maxed out. Uh, I have a five thousand dollar credit card that I maxed out, and I have a ten thousand dollar credit card that I've maxed out. So I have fifteen thousand three hundred dollars in debt. So the first thing you want to do is pay that three hundred dollar one. Well, you might be saying the $5,000 credit card has a higher interest rate. Wouldn't it make sense to mathematically hit that first before we go into the $300 one? And uh, mathematically, yes, you are very correct. But um, I just want to let you know that you kind of suck at math because you are in debt. So this is not a math game. This is a psychology game. And you want to gain traction, right? The whole point is you want to get through all of these steps to the end. And so the best way to do it is through psychology, right? It's not through math. You're not doing math. You, you, if you were doing math, you wouldn't be doing these steps, right? Pay that $300 credit card, pay that $5,000 credit card, and then pay that $10,000 credit card. And you'll see that as you get money, not only are you paying off debts, and so you get to cross them over, close the account, or do whatever it is that you're gonna do, but as you pay that debt down, you're also liberating some cash flow. So again, through this whole time, you're always paying minimums. Don't ever skip a credit card payment, pay that minimum uh, payment down, and then just focus as much money as you can into the smallest debt. I would include, so I know I keep talking about, hey, um, you know, spend money on the things you love. I think for up until you have your emergency fund, you should still spend money on the stuff you love, but you're going to set that limit a little bit lower. Just have enough for a, a an okay life, right? Something that's not going to be miserable because I don't want you to accidentally hate your life when you're paying down debt and then you're gonna just, just say, I just hate paying down debt, but really you're just hating your life. You're not necessarily hating the fact that you're paying down debt. I think in all cases, in most cases, you're actually enjoying paying down that debt, but yet you just are hating your life because you're so restricted. Um, let me give an example. For me and my wife, it was eating out. We still had an $80 budget for eating out every month. So that uh, was about once a week. So we still had that leisure to go out and eat when we wanted. At the same time, we were focusing 
so much more into our debt payments, right? Uh, we did cut some costs and things, especially things that we didn't care about. But we kept our eating out category because I've talked about how eating out is just really something that Sunday and I really enjoy doing. We kept that category alive, but it was just enough. It was just enough to get me by to not hate my life. If at any point you're hating your life, I, I, I think there's a couple things you can do. First of all, you can just keep pressing through if you are seeing the progress made. Like this was me. Uh, I, I kept pressing through. I didn't really up my expenses as much because I saw the progress that I was making. And as that happened, I just kept getting excited and excited and excited. And I just kept paying off that more and more and more and more like a maniac. But that was just because I was so motivated to do it. And so for me at that point, I was like, yes, I can deprive myself from certain things, but I understand that I'm going to just go for it. I'm going to pay all these these debts that I have. And then I'm, I'm going to come out the other side just better, right? And now that I'm at this point, uh, I actually have so much more cash flow that it's it's kind of weird how my wife and I ration it. Like we just, we have so much more money now that um, just because we have no debts and we're very intentional that um, it just kind of feels weird, you know? And that's the spot you want to get to where you just have extra money. You're like, what the heck do I do with this? Do I, you know, go on another vacation or do I invest it? And that, and your problems just get better, right? It's not that your problems go away, but your problems do get better. So you can either just sprint through it, or uh, if you're having a tough time paying down debt, then maybe just enjoy your life a tiny bit more, but just make tiny incremental um tiny incremental increases in your spending money. We're talking like $10, $20 at a time. Uh, whatever it takes for you to pay down that debt. It's not just about paying down the debt. It's about you actually doing it. it whatever it takes for you to do it, do that. Uh, because again, people's psychologies and personalities are different. And even though my personality was, hey, let's just go for it. And this only really happened once I started seeing the progress. Some people might not get as motivated as me. So whatever works for you uh, to be able to just keep going, making progress, that's what you need to do. My suspicion is that you're going to actually get more motivated to pay down your debt, that that's probably where you're going to end up focusing on, which is great. I mean, that's that's an awesome place to be. I think the next step would be to get your employer match. So if you work for someone, that employer probably sponsors a 401k. Uh, what is a 401k? It's just a retirement account. And what they actually do is they will match a certain percentage of your salary into that 401k. And, and these matches are usually either 50% or 100%. So let me explain that. Uh, if, for example, your paycheck is uh, $1,000 uh, every two weeks, just giving you that example, not that it has any significance other than I can do the math much, much more easily with this and your employer matches, let's say 4% of that. That means you can put $40 into your 401k every pay period and then your employer is gonna give you $40 into that 401k. So you're literally doubling your money. Sometimes they'll do half, meaning they'll say, hey, put in 6%. So you're going to put $60 and then they'll put in $30, but that's still a pretty good rate of return. Not to mention that that money is obviously going to grow. So this is, this is such a powerful wealth building tool. Now, should you go past employer match? No, not, not just yet. Just get your employer match. That's a really important, uh, this is a really important step. Now, so many people would ask me, Hey, shouldn't I do the employer match before I pay my high interest debt? 
um, because technically, and this is true, your employee match has a better rate of return. Here's the thing, you're gonna be paying down your debt for about a year or two. So the difference isn't that much. Um, if you really want to, you can do it. I would stay away from it because I want you to focus 100% on paying down your debt, just your high interest debt. And then once you get to around that 5% margin, you can go back and uh, do your employer match, right? So once you get your employer match, you're gonna go down to the next step. Once you pay off any debt that's above 5%, uh, again, guys, everything here is about psychology. It's about focusing. It's about getting enough cash flow. It's about getting that intentionality to keep going. Once you have your employer match, just pay down the rest of your debts. Um, so that means your student loans. Uh, that means uh, anything that's under 5%. Usually these loans, you're already getting some sort of employer match, but these loans um, will... Usually these loans are large balances. For me and my wife, this was definitely the case. Uh, all our lower interest debts were her student loans and uh, there was around $16,000 of that. So that's what took so long and it kind of dragged. I mean, we're paying these uh, almost for uh, nine months or something. Um, it doesn't seem like that much, but it is almost, it was a lot longer uh, in our timeline. Once you pay down your all your debts, you're debt free. That's an awesome thing. You have the cash flow. You have you have income coming in, and then you can spend it however you see fit. That is that is just a, such a powerful place to be. Um, this is where most people will will find just by living a normal life, they'll find a surplus of money. And really, most people in in, in your neighborhood are probably not. They're probably running a deficit. They're probably getting more. In, they're spending more than they're earning. But not you. At this point, you probably have a surplus even if you were to spend uh, a little bit more than you have been thus far. Um, so the next thing you want to do is build that emergency fund three to six months of expenses. How do I know if I should be three or how do I know if I should be six? Pretty simple. If you are uh, young and you have no kids or maybe you have one kid and you have no mortgage, uh, go th towards the three months. If you have a mortgage, go towards the six months. Or if you want a house, go towards the six months because houses require maintenance like crazy. So you would definitely want six months. If you have kids, uh, those suckers will break their bones easily or whatever. I don't have kids, so I don't know much. But if you have at least one, more than one kid, I would say, yeah, go towards the six months. If you are self-employed, you might want to go towards the six months. I'm self-employed. I'm, I'm still in the three months uh, because I'm young. Uh, some people say they want 12 months. Um, sure. That's only for paranoids. I'm not myself a paranoid uh, person, but if you want a whole year of expenses, by the way, so this is not your income. This is what you would spend just to survive. So for me, that number is around $3,000 a month. So three months would be $9,000. I have around $10,000 just because I like that nice little round number. But if you were, again, if you're paranoid and you own a whole year, sure, just realize that that money could be doing better things, such as, hey, you could be spending that money on stuff you love, but also you could be spending that money, or should I say investing that money and making more return on your money. So the next thing after your fully funded emergency fund of three to six months, you want to invest. Uh, investing is a huge topic. I have not hit on it yet. Uh, because uh, because there's only so much I can do, but I will at some point. You want to invest 15 to 25% of your savings just on your employer match and then your IRAs. Uh, Roth IRAs are the things I 
uh, suggest you use if you're not going to retire early, just use a Roth IRA. And if just just to give you a quick quick lesson about investing, uh, just invest everything into a total stock market fund. That's what I do. Uh, again, this is not this is technically not investment advice. This is just education. Uh, this is what I do. I just invest everything into a total stock market fund. Uh, I use Charles Schwab. That's just what I use. Vanguard is great. Uh, Fidelity is great. I use Schwab because that's what I use. And then after that, once you hit that, just save for what matters for you. Um, this this is where I think a lot of people start asking about houses. Uh, I don't think houses are necessary to live a a well-rounded financial life. You can rent for the rest of your life and you'll be okay, especially if you invest a difference into, into the stock market. Houses are a very lousy investment. So uh, don't see it as an investment. See it as something that... Uh, something that will enhance your lifestyle. That's that's totally fine. You can do that. And so in here, you can save for a 10 to 20% um, down payment. Uh, do that, get into, you know, go get a mortgage if that's your thing. And, uh, you know, there might be other things that you care about. So save for stuff that matters to you. That could be your kid's college. That could be a wedding. That could be a really expensive vacation. That might be you just wanting to take a Sabbath year. You just don't want to work for a year. Save for that. Do whatever you want with your money. Now, just in, try to invest around 15% of your money to hit retirement and you'll be you'll be okay. You'll retire with a lot of money, especially if you are young. So again, that's the order of operations. Again, get a $1,000 emergency fund, pay high interest debt, get your employer match, pay all the rest of your debts, get a fully funded emergency fund of three to six months, uh, do 15 to 25% savings into your retirement, and then save for whatever matters to you. That is where I'm at right now. I'm saving for what matters to me. And what matters to me is actually nothing. I'm just putting everything else into retirement. I don't want to buy a house. Uh, I, I am actually saving for a car that I'm going to see. I'm going to have to replace my car in the next uh, 10 years. And so I'm slowly saving money for that because that's the thing that's going to happen. I don't have kids, so I don't invest into their colleges. Um, and uh, yeah, just living life. Really cool. This is the way you do things. Order of operations with the Fire Artist. I'll see you next time.